Joe presents Swanee's Cricket Show, together with Rubicon. <laughs> Welcome to Swanee's Cricket Show. Sorry here about the crowd. Together with Ruben. The crowd are awful. Oh, this week. Where's Rocket? What is Thomas going Clark, on? He's on holiday again. Oh, let's get in here. Come, yeah, on. come on. I reckon it's all the celebrations of the World Cup have it's, it's finished Lord, our crowd. Lord Mayor's show now, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a bit of a hangover still. Oh, right, Swanee, take a seat. Uh, oh. Early on, though, let's just uh, big shout out for the Outlaws. Not had a great start to the 10, 2020, so I'm showing a bit of solidarity to them. Come that, on, you boys. That's a lovely shirt. I'll tell you Thank about you. my shirt in a bit, but I just wanted to say, you know the score by now. We're here throughout the World Cup and the Ashes. Uh, you know the World and... Cup's finished, don't you? Yeah, well, yeah, great, yeah, great. I was just checking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, have you recovered from the World Cup celebrations? Because the last show we did, it was obviously right after England done the business. I know. I think so, yeah. I think everyone came down to earth, first innings against Ireland, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> when we are what, 40 for 8 at one point. Back with the band, Red Bull Cricket now. Here come the Ashes. Could be the worst Ashes series on show. Two of the best bowling attacks in the world and the worst batting lineups, by the looks of things. Well, so, um, it, could have three day test matches all the way through. You kind of mentioned. I'm where only I'm... joking, boys. <laughs> Get your heads down. You kind of mentioned. Get to 50, where take I, your guard, where, start again. Where I wanted to go, which was the, the Ireland test, which. It has to be one of the most bizarre test matches I think I've ever seen. I'll tell you what was brilliant about it. Not the fact that it was a green pitch, but that was like a proper day one county championship pitch. Mm. England batting. I knew that Tim Murtagh would be nigh on unplayable. Tim Murtagh, proper, honest county seamer, been doing it for years. And sure enough, he was unplayable. <laughs> like Test batsmen, they're used to quick bowling. They're used to really coming up the bat, not a great deal of swing, not a great deal of nip. Mertz, 65 mile an hour, sorry Mertz, 75 maybe, swingers nipping it, he was unbelievable. So a part of me, part of the old school county cricketer was loving that. Will the Aussies be licking their lips though, having seen uh, how England performed in that test, although they won? Well, I don't know, because they were playing a game at the same time. Australia A, B, Australia, basically. Graham Hicks team, Brad Haddon's team. Right. And the scores in that game were 98 all out, 100 all out, 160 all out, and 160 for six. So I think both teams are looking at their bats and going, what's going on? Anybody? <laughs> Do you think they're trying to play mind games or something? Uh, I think it's the modern player. Just can't play Red Bull cricket. This <laughs> guy. Uh, right. That was a bit Brent, though, wasn't it? <laughs> it, was, it was a bit. Right. Each week on the show, we have a guest. And what a guest we have for you this week. A man who's played in three Ashes series, took six wickets in his first Ashes test, 125 test wickets. It's the Middlesex pace man, Steve Finn's here, everyone. Come on. Come on, Come on I love this man as well. Hello, sweetheart. <laughs> Honestly, we could not get a nicer man from county cricket. Absolutely than massive as well. Yeah. You, 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 All in proportion, you, obviously. You, you no, if I was in proportion, I'd be nine foot tall. <laughs> there you go. You know, it just goes out after the watershed sometimes. So. <laughs> right, we, Your mum also... might watch this, Steve. She knows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've, we've got a guest in the second part of the show as well we're gonna, where we're going to drill down into this series specifically but I really want you boys to put us in the shoes of the teams so as you're both ex-England men what will the mindset be of the players at the moment? Well the week before the Ashes it's possibly the most exciting week you have as a cricketer you look forward to it don't you all, the, all through your life you want to play in an Ashes series when you get picked for England it's great but Ashes series is just ten times bigger the hype, everything that surrounds it, the history. And so the week building up, you know, you meet three or four days before the game and it's quite laid back and yeah. everything. There's obviously a little bit of tension and nerves, but you're enjoying it. There's no pressure to perform at that point. As it gets close to the game, two nights before, the night before, 
yeah, you start shitting like a big dog, basically. <laughs> it's, um, it's a weird feeling, because I, I wasn't one to get nervous before a test match, like the first three days, because I knew I didn't really have to do anything. My job was fairly easy. I'd hold up an end, and the seamers, the, the onus was on them to take the wickets. Yeah. My nerves had come like the, the end part of the game when I had to try and win it. But, Finney, you'd have to tell me, like, before, the night before your first Ashes test, it was Brisbane. Yeah, barely slept, literally shit in my pants all night, because... I was 20, 21 years old, waiting to go out there and play, and all you hear about is how badly you're going to get abused when you go and play in Australia, which <laughs> yeah. was pretty spot on as well. The amount it's of not by the players, though, is it? It's by the crowd. By the crowd. I mean, I got abused by the players as well my, on right. that, in that first game. Brad Haddon and someone else had it in for me, telling me and I was I've, shit I've been, I've been there ball. saying that like, it doesn't happen in the middle. People don't have a go at the players. Finney got it. Sorry, mate. No, Brad Haddon would literally I'd bowl the ball, he'd run past me. It was in the innings where he got about 170, yeah. and literally every time he walked past me, he'd go... Your shit, mate. <laughs> and I'd be like, what? <laughs> you got six for though. Yeah, I got six for got six for millions, but yeah, ended up getting six wickets. I've never seen a man so miserable when he got six wickets, by the way, walking off. Yeah, well, I mate, that now. by the time you talk to your grandchildren, that is the best six for your <laughs> life. You, you roasted everyone out. <laughs> yeah, I um it was a great it was a great experience and like one of the the best things about it was the atmosphere and the gabber, it's all enclosed and everyone's on top of you and and the noise, and at the time when we went out there to bolt, the Aussies were literally baying for blood. So yeah. the atmosphere was incredible, and then to silence them as the game went on, and and what ended up happening that series was amazing. Yeah. In the run up to the first test, are there kind of times where you you know cross paths with the Australian players? No. no, nothing like that. Because before the game, you, you train at different times, so the home team gets a choice of whether to have the afternoon or eve uh, or morning training session. So. You turn up and the other team have already gone. Right. And you share the, the, the nets and everything like that. You right. use the same strips. So you barely see them at all. It's only with, like, in the morning of the game, sort of trying to suss them out um, from over the ground. But it's hard. First day of an Ashes test, there's so many media outlets on the pitch. Yeah. There'll be like four camera crews. All of a sudden, it normally takes five people. All of a sudden, it takes 50 <laughs> each. Everyone getting their bit of the action. Um, <laughs> you can't see the wicket. Like your trainer who's been out there setting his cones out, your international cone man. Um, you know, they, they go Sounds out, like a good, your favourite player. But they go out, they go out and fight for position early on, don't they? Like jostle to get their side of the ground, stuff like that. So it, it's bonkers, it really is. But it's it all adds to the hype and the excitement. Warm ups in cricket are tediously, disgracefully boring, and yet. First day of an Ashes, it flies by. The reason I ask that question is because, you know, a, a lot of you guys are, are friends with a few of the Aussie players away from the, the game, but when the Ashes comes round, those friendships left at the door? No. No, they're not, because, like I've said before, like, in the middle, like, the guys you know, you don't, you don't get stuck into each other. Like, obviously, they picked on Finney. They think he's a young lad. We're going to try and undermine him. Yeah, Haddon's a bit different. He's a bit old school as well, so... But like Mike Hussey was one of my best mates. He was my captain at Northampton for years. He just ignored me completely. One good thing is the Aussies, if they are seen to be talking to like an Englishman without like spit and bark coming out of their mouth, <laughs> they'll be absolutely slated by their own team. And I oh, soft, mate. What's the matter with you? I think they last Ashes series in or in 2015, there was a ban. The Australians banned talking to the opposition because they knew that we were trying to be friendly and play yeah. with a smile on our face. Kill them with kindness. Yeah, yes. we, were, yeah we, we went that way and they went the other way, where even people... So I played with Adam Voges that summer for Middlesex. A few weeks before the series, we were having a beer somewhere in London and you'd walk up to the middle to go and shake his hand and he'd just 
turn around and disappear. It's because, quite funny, though, isn't it? Yeah, you get... like, you're chasing Mate, away. Hey, what's happened? <laughs> How's the missed? Is that the kids? So, come on. I used to do Mike Hussey all the time. I'd, if everyone was uh, short mid-wicket, I'd go, how's the missus, mate? How's Amy doing? Did you get that house in the end? And he'd just like... I'd go, no, you can hear me, Mike. And this is a couple with Jimmy walking past and going, shot, Dave. <laughs> My name's Mike Hussey. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned the training. So say say if you've um, trained in the morning. Yeah. What do you do to fill the rest of the day? What, the, you just you... muir. I mean, if it's away, like if you're in Australia, you don't really want to go out, do you? Because if, if you go for a coffee or whatever, you, you're going to get abused. You or, get spotted. And, and even, yeah, even if you see, like, the Barmy Army stuff, it's great, and they'll say hello, but then you're not going to be able to just sit down and have a coffee, and there's going to be press around... And you don't want to be called a twat while you're having a slice of cake, let's face it. <laughs> I seem to um, remember you going down Harvey Nichols every day before a game. Oh, yeah, but that's when you're in England. Gears. When what, you're in what, England... What did he get? Shocking gears. No, 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 it's selfishes, <laughs> mate, not Harvey Nichols. If you're listening. I used to buy pants and socks. <laughs> <laughs> pants what? and socks, I don't know. Superstitious. Oh, pants really? Socks, yeah. You, you, so if you are away, like the, the players would stay in hotels, you'd play a lot yeah. of FIFA, play a lot of Call of Duty, go did for dinner, maybe. Did you two play against each other? He's good, it's good FIFA. He's not a Call of Duty man, dreadful Call of Duty. Yeah, shocking. shocking. Shocking, but he's good FIFA player. Who would you pick in FIFA? Who was your team? Who's my team? Yeah. You'd go Watford, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would actually. Really? Take along with Watford, yeah. What, and you'd be battering Real Madrid. Troy and... Dini up front, yeah. One of the things I love about Finn, Finn is so homeboy Watford. He had, what was it, every goalkeeping kit from the age of about four. <laughs> every year, get the full strip, full goalkeeping strip. For Watford FC, no, the, the normal strip, not the, the goalkeeping. Strip. Didn't one. you have the goalkeeping? Kit, I did once. Someone yeah. nicked it. I put it down as a goalpost somewhere, and someone pinched it. Oh, that's London for you. Yeah, unlucky in the FA Cup final. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough to watch actually. When the Ashes are actually happening, or in the lead up to the Ashes, you, you mentioned you're doing these uh, Call of Duty tournaments, FIFA tournaments, whatever yeah. they may be. But are you going to bed early? Are you worried about getting enough sleep and stuff like that, or, or are you like, I used a real to night try. owl? I, I'm a night owl anyway, but I try and go to bed. I try and be asleep by. 10, but quarter to one, you still, you know, you're either t- there's no point tossing and turning in bed, I think. You either get up and do something, try and make yourself tired, read, get, go to the computer, anything. I know, but you can't read. But, you know, there's, there's the last of the intelligent cricket players, I think. Um, so uh, I'd, I'd go and read to Finney, actually, sit in the end, go, a mouse took a stroll to in a, a deep, dark wood. <laughs> sing me a lullaby. A fox saw the mouse, and the mouse looked good. That's the gruffalo, isn't it, mums and dads? Love that. Um, so, yeah, so you just basically, you, you find, you waste time. Hotels can be great on tour because you can walk down the corridor and you all tend to be on the same corridor and there'll be a couple of doors open here then. You just wander in. Right. See how much dairy milk Finn has managed to eat in the last 25 seconds. <laughs> he loved to slab of dairy milk, this boy. <laughs> One of the things we found out on the show, actually, I can't remember what show it was, it was early on, but um, you cricketers, you don't room together, do you? So, so Too big time for that. But that's an interesting thing for me, because when you speak to a lot of, you know, footballers or whatever, even footballers, yeah. they room together and they've got someone that they want to room with, so there's their, their almost their counsel, someone they can speak yeah. to. Was there somebody for you, Finney, when you were in the team, that you, if you had something on your mind or whatever, you went to them to get it off your chest? Yeah, definitely wasn't him. <laughs> don't blame him. Take the piss out of me too much. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I toured a lot with Owen Morgan when I was younger. We'd always be sort of, we grew up together playing for Middlesex and, and yeah, he's one of my best mates, so he's probably the person that I'd go and confide in my most personal issues with. Um, but I used to, we spent a lot of time together and like Swanee said, like going down the corridor and just having the doors open. When you're on tours in India or places like that, there's guys with guns who just stood outside the room. <laughs> We've been on tours before. I, honestly... 
Mumbai, we went back after the terror attacks and we went to Mumbai. I'm a sleepwalker, especially if I'm in a new strange place. What, you actually sleepwalk? I sleepwalk, yeah. Whoa. I've done it all my life. But I also sleep with no clothes on. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. And the first night back in Mumbai in the Taj Mahal Hotel, that had been done over in the terror attacks. So we had, like, security like you wouldn't believe. Right. You came out of the lifts and there were four guys there with submachine guns. Or machine guns, I don't know what a submachine gun is. It was a gun. It was a gun and it was a big, yeah. And they were sitting, you get out of the lift and look. With these guns. And I just woke up at like three in the morning and I was stood in the lift, so the door had opened and I was just stood there and I suddenly sort of came to and went, what am I doing here? No way. Start bollock naked (laughs) with these four guys lined up with these guns going, (laughs) not knowing where to look. And I thought, I'll style this out. All right, chaps, and just walked up. <laughs> and they're like, just trying to chit chat in, in, in Indian, whatever. Going, like, what, what's he doing? I got back. Luckily, my room, my, my door sort of caught on the carpet, so I hadn't shut too. Oh, I, I just got in the bed and went, oh my Christ. Just, just, just a bit of friendly advice. If you sleepwalk, probably best not to sleep naked. Just, you know. Well, I think yeah, you live on the edge, don't you? <laughs> Quite literally. Um, what were those last few minutes like in the dressing room before you go out to bowl in the first? Ashes series, if you're bowling first, of course. I think everyone's in their own zone, really. I think there's always music on, there's always... People have their own routines, especially in that last little bit before you go out. I like to sit there calm for two or three minutes in my whites, thinking about what I'm about to do. Some people like laughing and joking, but I think the thing about a cricket dressing room is it's such a diverse group of blokes, whatever dressing room you're playing in or whatever team you're playing in, that everyone's just very accepting as to... What people do, Swanee would walk around naked for a little bit and then yeah. put his whites on. And I'd, go be, out I'd, be and... joking. I'd be a pain in the ass. Really? really? So for someone like Finney who's trying to get in the zone, yeah, you'd I just be... want to talk to him. I want to talk. I want to laugh. I want to take the nick. I want to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like a kid. I'm not surprised at all. I don't know but why. I'll tell you what, what is different as well. Like, if you're bowling first as well, if you haven't already batted, do you remember 2013 Ashes at home? Trent Bridge was the first test, and we'd batted, and we only got, like, 200, and it was swinging all over the place, and we had to go and bowl for, like, 45 minutes or whatever, didn't we? Mm. And this sense of excitement in the change room, even though we'd only got 200, we knew we were going to get, like, a lot of early chances and the chance to get wickets. We, you got one I was on first. a hat You got two, yeah. yeah. You caught the second one. I reckon you Left caught... Left-hander. Um, Cowan, Ed Cowan. Yeah, he was, it, yeah, second Ed slip, Teddy yeah. Cowan. I had a drive, caught that, and it was like the ground was absolutely... But before, Amazing, do you remember yeah. before we went out there, genuinely... Like jumping up and down, so we're gonna, we're gonna be all over me. And we Broadie got hit, didn't he? Broadie got um, hit in the shoulder or something. He couldn't bowl, and I opened the bowling. Mm. And it was the first time, or one of the very few times that I actually opened the bowling for England in Test match cricket. So Killed I was it. excited, Nailed pumped it. up. Well, the hat trick ball. I was on a hat trick, and the atmosphere when you're on something like that in an Ashes test is just ridiculous. Like, the crowd literally pushes you in because everyone's fired up. Yeah. Everyone is baying for Australian blood. I can't remember the hatchet ball. What happened? It missed off stump about oh, that much. Past the me. Edge, missed off stump, yeah, to Michael Clark, And, like, to this day, that's one of the things that I'm like... That would have been amazing. <laughs> did that ball not hit the stump? I'll tell you what, though, what that did something. do... I mean, you just, cricket's a game of small margins. Jimmy Anderson's the most... You know, the best bowler I've ever had, most wicket-taker. Finney could easily be there. If that had clipped off stump... Because Jimmy Bob Clark with the ball with essentially exactly like, the, yeah, yeah. Exactly the same ball, ball yeah. that you know was half a centimetre close to yeah. flick the bail off. 
We had them like four or five down that night. Yeah, we? four, I reckon, three or four. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. great times. Buzzing. We're going to talk about sledging in a minute because I want to hear your favourite sledges that you've used or heard or, or whatever. I you've think got the rule. We don't. We didn't sledge. That's well, the problem. You've already told me what your favourite was, but hang on to that just just quickly because <laughs> I wanted to ask off the back of England winning the World Cup. Some people are saying that winning the World Cup is the pinnacle in cricket, and then other people say, you know, winning the Ashes or playing in the Ashes is the pinnacle. Where do you two sit on that? Uh, very, very easy for me. It's the Ashes by a country mile. Right, okay. Country mile. I, I was never that buzzed about one day cricket, I'll be honest. Um, I love playing in it, but paled into insignificance to test cricket. Having said that, this World Cup, I was properly invested and involved in it, and I'm absolutely buzzing that they won it. And of course, at the minute, those lads will say, this is the pinnacle, this yeah. is it. But trust me, winning in Ashes... The World Cup was a culmination in the changing of an attitude in yeah. England towards white ball cricket and one-day cricket and trying to invest in that and bring a fresh generation of players and, and a fresh interest to the game by watching people like Owen Morgan, Joss Butler, Jason Roy, Joffre Archer bowling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, watching yeah. these guys play and wanting to emulate them is now the modern way to get people involved yeah. and, and interested in cricket. And it was a great opportunity for us as a country to be able to inspire a fresh generation yeah. of people. And it sounds a bit cliche, but I do genuinely believe that seeing those guys go there and that moment of winning the World Cup will inspire a lot of people to want to go and play you, cricket. One thing that I really noticed about the Ireland Test on day one, how sort of old-fashioned and almost old the England Test team seemed really? compared to the one-day team. You know what I mean? It was like... Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I want my CMT off a bit. <laughs> no, actually, no, good at my, my cricket, aren't we? <laughs> oh, you must have loved... He's a big mate of Tim Mercer. You must have loved... Even though it was horrible, because England are getting wrong. Yeah, it was like... He does it so regularly for Middlesex. Yeah. And we saw him a few nights before the game, and he was so chilled. He was just yeah. so normal, Mertz. Had a couple of beers. He was just yeah. like... He could well get He's, on the honours yeah. board here. And, and he grew up playing for England under-19s wanting to play for England, never quite doing it, but to get the opportunity to get on the honours board at Lords, where he's played for that long, was just... It was almost wick, written yeah, in the start. That wicket yeah. was so like, too much. Yeah, incredible. It? Incred it was, yeah. And, and also, did you notice his batting, Mertz? He's one of the greatest batsmen of county cricket. They call him the Lambeth Lara. <laughs> Lambeth Lara, there you go. <laughs> Love that. Because he's truly awful. He just tees off. He just tries to smack it over. Yeah. yeah. I think he's got to the stage now. Unashamedly frightened of the ball. <laughs> his, I don't care. His theory is that when he joined Middlesex, he averaged 30 with the bat, and 35 with the ball. And then his theory is that he just got too good at bowling to care about batting. So oh, now he yeah. averages early 20s with the ball and doesn't care about Three. his batting. Just <laughs> yeah, slogged with but the bat. I mean, you saw it. Like, even like nine down the test, back way, trying to hoik it over mid-wicket. I love you, mate. <laughs> I love all that. Uh, right, sledging then. How much sledging goes on in the Ashes? Because you've kind of said that the Aussies sometimes ignore you and all the rest of it, but they are quite notoriously known to hand out the sledging. I've told this. It's a media hype crap out of this and pretend that it goes on all the time. Um, obviously, they'll pick on play. they picked on Finney, thinking he's, he's vulnerable, he's, like, young, we can get stuck into him and, 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 and affect his performance. I, I didn't have anything said to me. I remember Dougie Bollinger. We played at um, Adelaide, and he'd grown up, you know, not reading the papers, obviously, but being read the papers by someone else. Uh, believe him. That was a joke, by the way, anyone. Um, <laughs> believe, I just felt it was too harsh to believe, laugh. Believe Where's it. Rocket? But truly believe him that it was like that you ran up and you said because of Murph Hughes' funny stories. And after about three overs, um, Ricky Pond just go, Doug, just fucking shut up and bowl. <laughs> just, just shut up, stop it. So I'm kind of embarrassing everyone here. Can we talk about Doug Bollinger's hotspot? 
Yeah, have you seen it? If you get the chance, people, go online. It must be on YouTube. It's so in Doug Bollinger's hotspot. <laughs> and it's when he's had his hair done, his transplant, but he hadn't, had it, he hadn't spent a lot of money on it. Buy cheap, buy twice, Doug. <laughs> um, and it's got, like, the hotspot camera on him. And it's magnificent. I mean, can you explain it? It's... it's he looks as though he's got a full head of hair when you watch him in real life, but they've slowed down the hot spot and it's obviously got the heat patches yeah. and stuff. And he's just got like a fryer tuck, like <laughs> gap there. And he's like, he's, like bright it's white where it's it it like the, the slap and stick or whatever it was. Yeah, you see, if you read Bowling in the Wind, you used to see like the sellotape coming up and flipping out. <laughs> first, first time I played Doug, he bought as a coupe. Oh, the next time he had this magnificent Captain Mannering job. Is, it, is this not something that you can sledge about? Surely everything's fair game. I think the Barmy Army had a good go. Yeah. Well, that's it. So, go. so the Barmy Army are brilliant because they, they've got songs for all the players yeah. and they sing. They do the... The sledging for you. The sledging for you because mental disintegration, whatever Steve Waugh used to call it. I mean, it, notoriously, the Aussie team were like Hayden and Warner. They did and they really got stuck in yeah. and would, wouldn't necessarily talk to you, but they'd talk about you, obviously, <laughs> and you're in earshot. Yeah. And, and I think it worked for a long time. But Warney was a master of, like, it'd make people play him rather than the ball coming down. So that was the whole idea of it. The clever chirps and stuff like that, they don't exist, trust me. These players these days, I mean, not just the Australians, but the English lads as well, they didn't go to school for very long. Right. They're not the brightest bunch. <laughs> Complete my A-levels, mate. What are you giving up? I said this lot. OK, fine. <laughs> Jesus. How was that woodwork? Did it come in handy? <laughs> <laughs> come in handy for his batting. Um, you, the A-levels you like are a different thing altogether. <laughs> Swanee, you've mentioned the favourite sledge that you've heard. Just remind us what, what it was again. Which one was it? The, the Murphy's one. There's a belting one that Glenn McGrath bowled um, Mike Atherton, and he used to get Athers out for fun. Go on. But this one day, he played and missed, played and missed, and couldn't lay back on ball. Um, and in the end, Athers got a little tickle on one, and he didn't walk, and the umpire gave him not out. And he's like, Aussies are absolutely fuming, because obviously I've said this before, you have to walk, yeah. they don't. And McGrath's like fuming, he's just stood there, why didn't you walk, cheap? <laughs> and Athers just looked at him, when in Rome, dear boy. He's <laughs> out the pitch, and then a couple of overs later, like a... <laughs> Like an obviously bemused keeper turns around and goes, what's he fucking talking about? We're in Sydney. <laughs> I, love I don't that. know how true that is, but, I mean, little students, like that, they're great. Yeah, that's what, that's what this show's all about. Like, like, I mean, Lammy's one was a belt the other week. He's on about Rod Marsh. Like, basically saying, hey, have you spoken to your wife and kids? Are you sure? Do you think about <laughs> it was a good one, oh. to be fair. Hey, uh, hey, hey, you hold the bed still and I'll try to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're watching and listening to Swanee's Cricket Show on Joe together with Rubicon. Coming up, uh, we'll drill down into this Ashes series with our second guest. Don't forget you can watch and download some of our other shows, including House of Rugby with James Haskell and TKO with Carl Frampton. And this week, the Boxing Boys were joined by the former middleweight champion Darren Barker. Got a box. I've had this sort of realization that it's only a sport. And then they lost some gut for him. I was just so happy that he was healthy. Mm. You know, he was there. He was still with us. And we've seen the shock news. With Maxine Dallas. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it just shows you this sport is unforgiving. We were saying as well yesterday, weren't we, that you can sometimes mix it with guys that you maybe shouldn't be mixing yeah. it with for a little bit longer than perhaps you would if you, say, didn't have a steel set of mm. balls or a good chin. The problem with that is in terms of your longevity and your health in later life, 
those are the extra rounds where, where things can, can happen and the damage can be done. And those reminders sometimes pierce through the bubble, don't they? Make you go, life's too short. So I can remember ringing you, actually, about two months ago for, for a laugh. I said, if Golovkin rang you up now, and was like, Darren, I give you a million pounds for yeah. two weeks sparring. But you actually, like... You actually went quite serious on me and you said, no, do you know what? Sometimes like, I just I look at myself and I think I don't want to take any more shots to the head yeah. or anything. I still pinch myself now. You know, what I put my body through was borderline madness because mm. it's a dangerous, dangerous sport. That's Darren Barker on this week's TKO. And next week, the boys will be in Philadelphia as Carl returns to the ring to fight the Mexican Emmanuel Dominguez on August the 10th. Come on, Carl. Nice fight, Carl. Good fight. Good fighter as well, Dominguez. Yeah. Like, he's this quick, is, yeah, he's quick on his feet. So I've heard. This is uh, Swanee's Cricket Show. I'm Mick Bright, along with, of course, Graham Swan next to me, and England fast bowler Steve Fitz Come here. Come right. Right, there's uh, two teams in this race, so let's hear it for our second guest, cricket writer, commentator, filmmaker, man of Melbourne, Mr Jared Kimbers here. Been waiting patiently as well. Come on in, come on in. Good to see um, you. Was he out the back when I was talking about Australians? Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's great. been watching Thanks, the whole sir. thing, mate. Hi, Jared. So, <laughs> you're in good? for it. I like your South African top. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Go on, outlaws. <laughs> Let's start from an Australian perspective then. How are you feeling about this series? Oh, I think our bowls would be great. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. If we picked 11 bowlers, I think we'd be, you oh. know, yeah, it's a big chance. Look, I mean, it's going to be a race to see which team can score 100 first, isn't it, at this point? Yeah. I mean, it, it was funny, that, that first day when England are getting rolled, but at the same time, I like put C-Facts on. You remember C-Facts? <laughs> I put, put the internet on and then like, looked at the Aussie team and I thought, this could be, like... A proper washout of an Ashes series. If both batting lineups like fail to fire, yeah. and if the wickets are like the Lord's one was a day, if it does a bit, these bowling attacks are world class. They really are the pace men. And if it's doing a bit, I can't see. That was an incredible team day. That, that Lord's test, watching as you said, watching the other game, just going. How is anyone in the series going to make a run at any stage? Everyone cancelling their day four or five hotels. I mean, we've all seen Tim Murtagh bowl beautifully. We respect Tim Murtagh. We love him. But he's not James Pattinson, is he? I'm There's a different level. You, I'm getting him back. Ireland, thank you very much. We have more time in Murtagh. <laughs> Lord's test, get on. Members end. No. Nursery end. Nursery end. That's Go. the one. Come on, mate. You used the bowl. <laughs> England are on a, on a wave of kind of um, celebration after winning the World Cup. So, you know, their mentality is in a good place. What's the Australian mentality like at the moment? Uh, wow. Well, I mean, they just lost a game against themselves, didn't they? So, I mean, um, you know, they lost to England in the World Cup semi-final. It's not great, is it? But they've picked a bunch of blokes that they suspended not that long ago, so there's yeah. some good signs there. Yeah. <laughs> Look, morally, we can't pick these guys. Yeah, but we're fucked otherwise. Get them in the team. <laughs> what do you three make of that? They've done their time, whatever. I actually kind of... I say it through gritted teeth everywhere. I kind of like the new David Warner because he's not just been a bellend. Because he was for a long time. And he's, he's always been a good player. But during the World Cup, I kind of like the way he carries himself. And he's, he's a better player for it. I mean, whether that carries on, he's going to get fearful stick from the Barmy Army. He didn't seem to notice it much in the World Cup. They got booed everywhere yeah. in the World Cup. They got booed by, like, little old ladies that, knitting that, yeah. who were, like, you know, working the stalls. But some this, of the, the one-day one crowds just aren't the same as Test crowds, are they? Yeah. The Barmy Army grew en masse for Test cricket. Edge Baston's going to be good. And they get properly good. smashed as well by 4pm. Yeah. 
One day, as you know, you're there, you have your prawn In sandwiches. In this heat, it'll be 2 p.m. <laughs> Just after lunch. Holy stand, Edge Baston yeah. is going to be yeah. great on the Incredible. weekend. That's when he's really going to know. So, but to be honest, I think he likes being the villain a little bit as well. Even though he's trying to be a yeah. better bloke, he likes that. And Steve Smith does not notice anything, right? <laughs> Literally, like, yeah, a UFO could land on the outfit. Steve Smith isn't going to notice it. He's just going to keep batting. He's just going to take guard again, play with his pads. And Nick went off it. You know, yeah. So it doesn't we, matter. We say that, but have you ever seen that episode of The Simpsons when uh, Mr. Burns gets all the famous... The baseball players. Yeah. Go, Daryl. It's just got Daryl Strawberry in the crowd with just a single tear coming down his face. <laughs> I reckon it's like that, dude. The hard men who say, I don't care. What was Warner like to bowl against Finney? He chirped up at me as well. I think it's an Australian thing. They like chirping me when I bowl. The Edge Baston test in 2015, I was bowling and I didn't start that great. Um, you pulled I it back though, didn't you? Pulled it back, eh? right, yeah. Go on, Finney. No, I didn't start that great. I think I went for 24 off my first four overs and he'd hit the ball out to deep square leg and he'd run past me, he'd go 127, referring to kilometres an hour, which is very slow, 127 kilometres an hour. It's about 79 miles an hour. 125, that one, mate. And then he'd go, 131? And, like, and like really patronising every time he ran past me. And then I took a couple of wickets... And then he started telling me well bold and stuff after that. So it was nice to turn his opinion around the other way. But he's challenging to bowl against. He's a world-class he's a player. player. He thing. puts you under pressure. When you're bowling at him, he puts the pressure back on you as a bowler, which, in my opinion, the best players in the world do. So he's world-class. And, and he, if Australia are to do anything in this Ashes series, I think a lot rides on him and Steve Smith in the batting. I partner. think so much rides on the conditions again. Because, I mean, we've got... Fairly warm but wet conditions at yeah. the minute. So it's swing bowlers paradise. And I don't know what the Lord's groundsman, he's no Mike Hunt, is he? He's not left batting paradises. They're proper green tops these days, seemingly at Lord's. If the ball's nipping, and like we said earlier, these two batting lineups are not good players of a laterally moving ball. And it's moving excessively at the minute. It could be, like, whoever bowls best, if Jimmy Anderson stays fit, he could have a route, yeah. an absolute riot in these five tests. The, the, the ball's a new ball, right? It's, a, it's, it's an, an old ball. Right. Well, that's the, the, that's the It's yeah. a ball from a few years ago right. that did more. It's an old new ball. Yes. Right? Yeah. Let's, 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 let's call it that. So, they, yeah, yeah, they've gone back. So, there's a batch of balls made every year, and the last few years they haven't done as much. Right. Because they're all handmade, so they're, they're all fairly individual. So, they went back to, they've gone back to a year, like the reserve stocks from that year, and said, we'll play with these as shit. And the ECB will employ a guy to go back and find the balls that look like they're going to do the most. That's I love that as well. I love the fact that there's a lot of smooth three boxes yeah. in the back. Yeah. How about well, this one? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they all have a tiny little stamp on. With the, so they've got a kite mark and like the gold little heart, the British standards thing, and then yeah. a, a line or a tie, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose it's a line. <laughs> it must be a line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then there's a, tiny <laughs> little, there's a tiny little stamp that's been put in with the year. So it'll have like 13, 14, 15, whatever year it's been made. I always remember that the 11s swung round corners. and We used, we used 11 balls until they all ran out in oh, really? 2013, yeah. Well, that was my next question So for I don't you. know what, what vintage these are from. They're like a nice wine. Right. I think they might be an 18. Oh, it's an 18, yeah, lovely vintage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I find that really fascinating because I think a lot, of, a lot of people won't know stuff like that, yeah. you know, and you're actually fishing out balls yeah. from a particular and, and the, time. And, and the bowling better. team, the fielding team, go and choose the ball they're about to bowl with. So you'll have an elected ball picker Right. Um, Jimmy did that, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, so Jimmy does it. It'll go into the, the umpires will come in with a box of balls, 12 or 18 balls, and they go, you go through and you pick them all out and you find the one that feels mm. best in the hand that's 
like the best balance or the darkest. You like scene. toss it around the bowling unit and everyone looks at it. They go, yeah, that's what. Yeah. What, what, what are you looking yeah. for? Because like, <laughs> I always see this on the TV. Finney didn't have a clue because you know he was Timmy's doing our level one. So what you look for the balance of a cricket ball is very important. If you hold it on the seam, you throw it up and flick it. If the seam oscillates in the air, it's not going to swing. It's, right. it's unbalanced. If it stays perfectly straight, that ball will swing. Right. The darker balls, some of cherry red, tend to do nothing. I don't know why. This is from a bloke who was usually asleep when we were picking the balls. Right. <laughs> but who had acres, you know, so much experience in it. Um, but I'd like... So in second innings, if it was down spin, I'd pick the ball and I'd go for one that just felt great in hand. Some feel quite small with the seam quite raised. I'd, yeah. I'd look for the smallest ball with the biggest seam. Right. And then I'd scratch it straight away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> to save the cameras picking it up like Davey Boy did. Yeah, well, I was going to say, are the Aussies allowed to be alone with the balls? You no. know what I mean? Their sandpaper and all the rest of it. Well, they don't be doing anything now, will they? <laughs> That's <laughs> the thing. You can't tour and tamper with the ball anymore because the opposition cameras are all over you. Now. Yeah. So you're much better off doing it at home. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're much better off if you're going to do it. Be clever about it, boys. Sandpaper, <laughs> Dave. Bright yellow. <laughs> I mean, talk of Cameron Bancroft. He's back, isn't he? At least he's oh, wet and Cameron, dry. He's going to get absolutely... You know, I've said this story before. Cameron Bancroft famously thinks he's got the heaviest head in Australian cricket because it was raining, strange one day in Perth, and they had some scales in the change room, so they had everyone lying down, putting their heads on, saying how much they weighed, and then Bancroft got in, and someone just pushed it to the bank. Mate, your head's five times heavier than anyone else's. <laughs> and he believed it. He generally thought he had a heavier head than anyone else. I love that. What about the England top order, then? I've just, just got clammy palms. <laughs> Um, I'm nervous, to be honest. I'm hoping that Finney is going to tell me, like, he's going to put my mind at ease and say that there's three, three or four of these guys are seriously class players who are better than they appear when they come on telly with an England cap on and they're going to clean up in the ashes. Steve? Well, I think the people that have been picked are the people who have been in form over the last few years. I think Rory Burns has scored the highest weight of runs in the first division of the county championship over the last few years, so deserves his go. I think that Jason Roy has shown in the World Cup that he's world-class, or before that even, that he's world-class and gives another dimension to the top-order batting. And Joe Denley, I thought, actually played quite nicely in the Ireland Test, was a bit unlucky, and then you're into our middle and lower order, which is very strong. So I'm not actually overly worried about it. Opening the batting and batting in the top three England is difficult historically. Yeah. So people are going to get low scores. It's, it's, not, it's not Strauss Cook Trot, is it, in England? Well, I, that, I, honestly, when we played for a while, that used to fill me with so much confidence. Yeah. We used to have Strauss Cook Trot, Bell, Peterson, Pryor. What a top six that was yeah. in English conditions. You never had your pads on before tea time. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was amazing. Didn't always come off overseas, but. This, uh, okay. I, if I was at number five or six for England, I'd be nervous. I'd be, I'd be my thigh pad on for ball one <laughs> right. at the moment. Jared was laughing when Finney was talking. There. Is, is, that, is that because you think the Aussies would be licking their lips at this top order? No, I just thought he was being very political. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I thought he did. He said what I currently like, aspirations yeah, yeah, exactly. on the whole yeah. <laughs> um, lovely man. Look, I, I think we, we basically England have been playing batsmen down to like eight and nine at times in this Thank batting you. order because they don't. Oh, oh, sorry, of recent times. Although. Surely he had a better technique than you, much better Finney at the Finney got a brilliant 50, didn't it, to uh, Dunedin? It must have been and then fucking got, painful to and then got, And then didn't oh, get a score a run one. for the next 12 innings or well, something. Well, I got 50 and then got a phone call from my agent saying, we've got a back-of-the-bat sponsor for you, they're like, really keen, they'll pay you a bit of money for the next test. So I was like, great, got the stickers, put them on the back of my bat, 
I got a pair in the next test match. Then he did his own night, didn't you? Money's got worth. Money's yeah. worth. I was going to say, we'll find out. You're taking a Ferrari, bit. I tell you, not to 60 in no time. <laughs> How is that Watford Ring Road, by the way? Toy Ferrari. Yeah, it's still got the marks on the wall from that car crash. Then he wrote off his, uh, we first got these Jags, these super posh Jags. He was a young boy. Was doing you know, 30 miles an hour on a 30 mile an hour oh, road. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Black bit, ice. Bit greasy, wasn't it? Bit Black greasy. Ice. Bit Black greasy, decided to take the driving aids off. Right. I don't need them. <laughs> Black eyes. <laughs> still, still, still scraping the rubber off the uh, the wall. Yeah, never yeah. mind. The easiest way to wind up Finney was time to go his driving, even if there was nothing wrong with it. This one day at Cardiff, out of the back of the change rooms, you can see the car park. And so we walked out, and there's his car park at the slightest angle, like probably two degrees. Go, oh my god, Finney! Getting Jimmy, Jimmy, come look at Finney's parking. He's going, there's nothing wrong with my parking. Look at him. All day go, Finney. Oh, is your mum going to come and straighten that for you? No, nothing wrong with my fucking parking. Must have been outrageous. Like, must have been outrageous with him in the team. Horrible, ruthless, brutal. There's a young kid just trying to park my car. You're meant to get by the other team. Getting by your own team. Horrible. Right, and, the best I'm thing about it all laughing so much. Was that, <laughs> was that after I wrote the car off, every single one of the boys who got given a free car had to do a three-hour driver competency test no to way, check that they yeah. were OK. Because of you? Jaguars, yeah. yeah, because of me, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. The Stephen Finn manoeuvre. Right, let's try and take it back to the cricket. <laughs> do you think we'll see any of these tests go in five days? I hope not. Uh, I hope not. It's much more fun when they're three or four, let's be honest. I'd, I actually said the other day, I think that there's one going to be rain affected. I think mean, that's the <laughs> only, generally the only way I can see them going five days, isn't it? Yeah. And not just this series, the fact that modern cricket tends to, you know, the test matches tend to finish early. And these batting lineups don't have a sense of permanence about them. If it's flat one day and Steve Smith gets in, your old school test bats and Joe Root's the same, they can bat for a day and a half. Yeah. But yeah. the other 20 players, I'm, I'm not seeing many. I think there's only three blokes who average over 41 in this series of, over the last couple of years. So there's no. Huge. There's no surprise batsman yeah. that we're going to uncover here. Smith it's, averages 65 or something. Yeah. He could bat for three days, and I think he might have done that in 2015. If I remember correctly. I didn't play that one. Uh, so. um, <laughs> yeah, the only average 3.5 when it moved a bit. Yeah. So essentially, you know, he could do that. But other than that, it's not. Everyone's here for party time. That, that's what. Yeah. That, yeah. You know, I mean, Jason Roy's in the team. This, this exactly. is. It's not yeah. a Red Bull you know, game I, anymore. I don't know. I tell this great story at Edgebaston during that semi-final. I was, um, Straussy was in the, like, behind the media section. And Roy's second ball, you remember Stark ran up to bowl, and obviously he was doing a bit, and Stark's bowl 95, he'll be, he'll be shaping it. This is second ball, just straight in the middle of the bat. Straussy said, huh, I think somebody's just booked themselves five ashes test match. <laughs> <laughs> I love your posh accent that you throw out sometimes, it's great. Right, um, we've got some whiteboards here, so I'm going to give you one each. Thank you, let's pass well, them down. Pass them down, yeah. Got some pens as well, and then... Right, because what I want you to do is I want you to give me your 1 to 11 for the first test. Jared, you do Australia, you okay. two do England. Um, your 1 to 11. And, and talk, talk us, do it as quickly as you can, but try and talk us through it as well, just because uh, there'll be people listening to this on the podcast. Right, well, okay. Trying to spell love a shame, if we're really being honest. Uh, it might take me another hour to get that. Can someone spell check it for me? Too many letters in it. The top seven Roy Burns, Denley Root, Stokes Butler, Bearstow. Obviously, my man Mo Ali's in there. Archer, I've got Joffre in. If he's fit, I think he's got to play. Just look what he's got. Brody is not quick anymore, but he's a bloody good bowler. Yeah. Jimmy is Jimmy. Jimmy's a brilliant, slow, medium pace swing bowler who will get a lot of wickets. <laughs> <laughs> Does he watch this? Yeah, he missed my, he missed my 40th birthday, Jim. 
So I didn't get invited. Cheers, man. No, I couldn't find your number. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've definitely gone for Joffre. Surely, with his run up and his action, he's got 25 overs in it. I think it's going to be Woke slash Arch. I think Woke's he. If the wicket is something like what it was at Lords, I think Wokes is. Yeah. Like, he's an outstanding bowler regardless, but even more so on a wicket like that. I think Archer is a point of difference bowler. I've faced him and he's bashed me on the finger, and it's only just better now. It was oh, a year wow. ago he hit me, so it's only. It's only Did just you have got... it in the car park? So I'll tell you <laughs> no, about Do you know what? Actually, I, I was bowling at him and I bowled him a bouncer and it hit him in the head. And immediately, as soon as I did that, I was like, that was a mistake. Did he say, your history, your guys are history, like no. David Malcolm? So then I was like, like oh, are, you, are you right, no, mate? Sorry. Like, you that right? was murder bowling, that wasn't it? <laughs> and, he went, and he went, you'll be getting that back, Steve. And I was like... <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, that is very polite, isn't it? Put him, Steve. <laughs> he said, yeah. yeah. That's, That's the more frightening, though, isn't it? You'll be getting that back, Steve. So then I walked out in the second innings, Shitting my pants. Did he charge him? Uh, no, I yeah. backed away and tried to hoy him. Apologies, didn't he? Do you know what? First ball, he hit me first ball, but first ball I was thinking, we might just try and blow my middle stump yeah. out and prove a point that way. I was wrong. Yeah. So I was looking for the full one. <laughs> I was looking for the full one, and it just went like that in front of my face. Squeezed my finger against the bat, gloves off, physio on, the whole lot. I like, bet he loved that. Turned around to the slips. I was like, I pissed him off of night. They were like, yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> they were like, what, mate? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're <bold>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was backing away that far, yeah. don't worry. Um, and, then, and then, yeah, second ball, I was like, well, you might try and blow my stumps out here, but I'm going to try and hit him for six regardless. Yeah. And it was another bouncer, and I spliced it straight to square leg and walked off. Yeah. Bolt on. Bolt on. Car park. <laughs> right. Car park, 20 minutes. Who, who's going to win the first test? I think England, England. Yeah, I think Edge Baston's an England stronghold. Yeah. I think it's a great it's, place to start the series. It's I a think good shout the, with Wokes actually for Edge Baston. Okay, I think Broadie's place doesn't come under. I thought Broadie bowled beautifully this week. He did, didn't I he? he, he Broadie's my hold, boy as well. Yeah. Yeah. England with these two, then Jared. Yeah, probably England. England. But it's not going to be pretty. No. It, it's one I of those tests. Yeah. It's a bit like Ireland with a slightly, I want to say slightly better batting lineup, <laughs> but it's not, you know, just a slight step up. It could be a really messy, messy test, so anyone's there. But yeah, Edge Baston, 2015, you took wickets there? Yeah. Yeah. The crowd was incredible. <laughs> yeah. And the, yeah. the Australian players, they played at Cardiff, they went to Lords, and they were like, we got yeah. this, we got this. They got to Edge Baston, and they were like, fucking hell, there's yeah. actual people who give a shit about the cricket in these yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's intimidating. And, and then the Holy Stand started, uh, you know, getting into them, and they were like, it was a bit it's, like being yeah. in Brisbane at the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, but sort of late on day two, the it's Holy Stand, up. like on the Friday, <laughs> 4pm, when, when they're gassed and they're sitting, yeah. it is... I, I've not heard atmospheres quite like it no. at cricket. Yeah. Edge Baston's I mean, the best atmosphere yeah. in England. It's when, amazing. Yeah, yeah when, when England are on top and you're running in and the crowd's behind you and it's late afternoon, everyone's had a few, it's, it's an incredible they place They sing to this play. one song that goes on for about half an hour. <laughs> And then the entire Holly Sands, so it'll start going, we're the left side, we're the left yeah, side. And then we're the right. Yeah. And, then, and when it gets to the middle, we're the man. It is ridiculous. The Arsenal no, fans do it for the, for the North Bank and the clock. Yeah, they do yeah, the yeah. Arsenal go, oh, I'm over it. <laughs> so they all yeah. sit in silence. Yeah, I'll go. No, I'll leave it. Wenger out. out. Wenger out. <laughs> right. Bring, Listen, who's right, like Wenger? <laughs> it's unfair. Like, we need who's winning the series? Who's winning Season the series? Season tickets are going out again. It's a joke. <laughs> who's winning the series? England. I'm, I'm back in England, but I do think that it's going to be a tighter contest than, than people are talking up at the moment. I, I think. cannot see a draw. 3-2, I think, yeah. England as well? Probably just England's home. OK. You know. I'll tell you, it's, it's going to play a big role, though, the spinners, because they're not being talked about at all. At some point, the spinners 
are going to have a chance. To I don't think that's match. true. I don't think spinners make much of an impact in cricket, no, really. Not, <laughs> not this bottom lot. Right, <laughs> uh, uh, here on 20's ones. Cricket Show, we have a bat fast <laughs> in the mate. studio and it's dialed up for an Ashes summer, so we should get into the bat fast area. Come on, lads. I'm not Let's doing go. it. Come on, come on. I, is it true I'm, I don't have to bat this week? Uh, I'll tell you when we're out here. I've got <laughs> flip flops on, so I'm not facing Finn. <laughs> I bought powder puffs anyway. Okay, so we're in the bat fast area. Eli from Bat Fast is with us. I don't know what you've done with, um, with Jason and Gaz. Have you kidnapped him? Oh, no, they're uh, taking a week off. Too um, busy. Too tired this week. No, no one's here so this week. So who should we send instead? What's that fella's name? No one knows it. E, e what? Yeah, you're good. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard that they're on holiday with Rocket. <laughs> you know, I've just said. No, I'm joking. Right, anyway, the boys now. What are the boys facing this week? Uh, so basically, we're going to give uh, Stephen a taste of his own medicine this week. See how he uh, fares against some shorter balls. What? What? I didn't, I, I didn't write this off, mate. I didn't sign this off. Right, Swanee, you're, you're not actually facing one this week. Crank it up a bit, then. <laughs> All right, let's, let's do this, then. Jared and, and uh, Finney are going to be facing them. I'm going to get behind the net. Let's do it. I'm going to go down the bowler's end. Right, Finney, you're up first. Two deliveries. I'm shitting my pants if they're going to be short. <laughs> no, no, you'll be all right. As long as, they, as long as they bounce on the green stuff, they Where don't come they off too quick. Off? Don't worry, Finney. It, it, it doesn't hurt. The hole is where it comes from, all right? I'm guessing that. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Eli. Just letting you know, mate. Right, here we go. The machine is warming up. This is it. Here it comes, Finney at the crease. He looks nervous. Looks like a shit in Oh, nearly stepped back onto your stumps, though, mate. That's Careful. Right, that, that, well, that was powder puff. Eli, ramp it up. That was ridiculous. Right, your second one. You're a pig, Swan. Charge it, come on. Smash it out of the park. Bat on ball on the first one. I did play one. a very Stephen Finn shot. You played it well. Right, here we go. <laughs> you kept Second delivery. Come on, Finney. This is it. Oh, what a shot. That's a shot of the century. What's wow. shot of the year. That is <laughs> unbelievable. I, I think that's the best. No. Like, you oh, broke no. the lights. <laughs> the lights have broken it. No, I just said, I want to replay that. After he hits it, watch him give it large as well. Oh. That, that's probably... <laughs> you that is surprised. No, that was amazing. Swanee, that's probably the best... Shot ever on yeah, that Yeah, the part. best shot we've ever had. Okay. Put your back down. That's, you've done something. I'm yeah. done that. Jared, uh, uh, I'm really sorry to do this to you, but you've got to come in after that. <laughs> I'm facing Swanee stuff, yeah? <laughs> I, I think you want to face Finney, to be honest, if you can hit it like that. Absolutely. That was unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> you feeling nervous yep. after seeing Finney do that? No, I was feeling nervous before right. I saw Finney do that. What's your, what's your, have you got Tim Murta there? I reckon I could dick off to him. What's your level of cricket ability like? You're about to find out. Right. <laughs> He's got a good stance. I like that. I hope, hopefully it's better than Swanee. I've got an Australian bat. So. If it swings, you'll nick it. Here we go. This is it. After Finn did that. Oh! <laughs> he had to turn away from that one. 137. Did it hit the handle of the bat? <laughs> no wicket so far, though. Well, no, he's gone too short. It's Finney, for Christ's sake. I didn't see that. <laughs> Top of off, Stephen! <laughs> Impossible. Right, second one. Let's try and match what Finney did. Oh, yeah, I'll charge down. <laughs> and yeah, smash charge, it through charge and swing. Right, check. Here we go. Second delivery. Go on, Polly. Remember, smash it this one. Go for six. Catch no, it! No. That's caught behind. That's, that's that I told you, Nick, it was wrong. There's that, no way second slip would have taken that if it was That's caught behind. <laughs> Yeah. Right, so we, we've had so the... that's basically England won, Australia nil. Yeah, we've, <laughs> we've had the yin and the yang. Look at yeah. that. Right, let's get back in the studio. Urban Kritchnery time. Finny, Come on, guys. You hero. <laughs> what a hero. Fuck. Before we go, let's dive into Rubicon's Urban Kritchnery, a celebration of the weird and wonderful terminology used in the game. Now, each week we give Swanee some cricket in terms, or he gives us some cricket in terms, <laughs> and he comes up with a story to match it. Carl Courts, that's Carl the first Courts. one. Well, Stephen Finn sat next to me, and 
Finney's best mate, Billy Godelman, when he used to play at Middlesex, who I love, by the way, big Pink Floyd fan, <laughs> so I love him, used to make up Cockney rhyming slang. And Finney's had me crying. And I remember walking in one day with a pair of shorts, and that's where I wore shorts today. And Finney's go, nice pair of car courts, mate. <laughs> 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 love, love stuff like that. But the only person not wearing Carl Courts is the Australian. Well, this is positively freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's pretty chilly, isn't it? Eight thirty-four, mate. <laughs> Otter's pocket is the next one. Well, wet as an otter's pocket, so you might have heard that term. <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, in, in other areas, yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, if the wicket's a bit green at the top, if it's a bit damp, what's it, what's it like, otter's pocket, boys? <laughs> <laughs> what about Michelle? Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, very simple, a bowler gets a Pfeiffer, he's got a Michelle. Um, I think the Aussies came up with that one, so I think it's dreadful, but... Um... <laughs> There's Damien Fleming on there. Is it Fleming? Yeah, oh, yeah. I like him, no, yeah. it's great. <laughs> the bowlerologist. Yeah. yeah. He he's likes very, his terms. Very funny bloke, Damien yeah. Fleming. Goes against the grain, I know, from his <laughs> heritage, but... In Melbourne, that's a difference. Greece. And the last one is Spriggs. Oh, here we go, it's Australia. I mean, I've talked about the double hat-trick schmozzle that Australia's come up with. Four wickets for balls, it's a double hat-trick. Oh, my Christ. I'm still lost in that, and by so, the way. Yeah, so am I. Um, Dave Hussey all the time, rather than winding us up, going, oh, let's play some football and kick some goals. Yeah, shut up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> we're going, get your sprigs on, boys. They're called spikes. You right. Absolute <laughs> bunch of... Uh, right, that's it for this week, then. Thank you to Steve Finn. Come on. <laughs> Also, thank you to Jared Kimber as well. Come on. Enjoy the first test. Don't forget TKO in Philadelphia. And we'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Beautiful. You've been listening to Swanee's Cricket Show on Joe. Together with Rubicon.